What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Big Apple Baseball. Bantu, the San Diego Padres are giving us an exciting show. Thank you to them. And we got also the top 10 first baseman in baseball coming up next. Let's banter. I get a lot of words in that one. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Alright, what's going on everyone? Welcome back to Big Apple Baseball Banter. Today is episode, I believe, 13. I think we're on. So, episode 12. Yeah, is, that sounds right. Yeah, episode 12. Um, we apologize, it's going up insanely late. Um, it It's actually, is it up yet? On the time, we, holiday stuff came up. Forgive us for that. It honestly, like, it's not a bad episode. It's not as good as this one. So, this will be worth it because... It's not our fault. It's the MLB team's oh, fault yeah. for not doing anything. So we have the catcher rankings and that, but there isn't really much news to talk about. But man, this week, we got a shit ton of news to talk about. So let's get started there. So let's talk Oof. about the San Diego Padres. So the San Diego Padres traded for Blake Snell. And I was chilling on my couch watching uh, Harry Potter with my siblings. Good movies. We we marathoned like the whole series over our winter mm-hmm. break. So that was a good time. As you should. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Harry Potter. Nice. Awesome, nice. Awesome series. And um, I looked at my <laughs> phone and I saw that Blake Snell had been traded to the Padres and my jaw dropped. Now, I expected Blake Snell to be traded, but I didn't think the pot. I knew the Padres were, you know, a team that could be in on him. But like, it's still amazing when you see it because it's not like it's been rumored like. It just it yeah. was kind of out of left field. So that was awesome. So I guess we'll start with that trade. So the first thing I want to say is this. Mm. I saw I saw a YouTuber I watched. Not going to mention his name. Actually, whatever. It's fuzzy. He, awesome YouTuber. But he, he brought up this narrative about how it's like <laughs> the Rays chose Kevin Cash over Blake Snell because they, he had, they had beef or something. Like, it's a stupid narrative. It's like, Blake Snell did not ask for a trade. This is what the Rays do. Like... Anyone with a brain knows that he's getting yeah. – shouldn't be shocked about this. I, I was shocked that he got extended when he did. Like, I guess you can't let a Cy Young, you know, winner go. But, you know, this is the perfect time to trade Blake Snell. He just came off an insanely good postseason. It seems like every time a pitcher mm-hmm. comes off in the same postseason, they get they either get paid or they get traded. Look at Strasburg last year, you know? So, um, so this trade – yeah, Garrett Cole, he got paid. Um, all right. So the trade is Blake Hunt is all, yeah, Blake catcher, Blake Hunt, right-handed pitcher, Cole Wilcox catcher. And this one, this guy isn't really a prospect anymore. Francisco Mejia was a top prospect traded from the Indians in the Brad hand and Adam Simber trade. He's kind of been a bust so far, but the race seemed to turn guys like that around, get it, put him in good yeah, situation. Not developed. Yeah. Uh, right-hand pitcher, Luis Patino. That's the, that's big, true. That's the big piece here. So that's that, yep. That's the big piece. So I don't know where he ranks in the Rays system. I think he's fifth. Now people saying the Rays got like fl- or the yeah the Rays got Fleister idiots. I'm sorry. This is a good return. You're not getting Mackenzie Gore. Like th- there's one player in baseball who you could get Mackenzie Gore for. It's Shane Bieber. You couldn't get Mackenzie Gore for Jacob Degrom. That that's in my opinion. Like whoa, that's debatable. Yeah, no the, way. Degrom's thirty-two though. Luis Patino isn't that far down from him. Yeah, but Degrom's thirty-two. That's the thing. You're not going to give up like a twenty-one-year-old for a thirty-two-year-old. 
Like he, he's if you're virtually now state. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you are, but I, I really don't it can maybe DeGrom, maybe Cole. Well, Cole's making a ton of money though. So like, you're mm-hmm. not getting Mackenzie Gore, especially for Blake Snell. Blake Snell, great pitcher. Um, you know, 2018 was absurd how good he was. He hasn't been great the past two years, really good yeah. in the playoffs. He hasn't been throwing too many innings either, and that's kind of what's been hindering him. So, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, so those, those was it four players for Blake Snell back to the Padres. So what the Padres are getting is I think he's, is their ace. Um, they kind of have multiple aces. I would put Blake uh, uh, as their best pitcher. Um, there's I'd, put you, guy, I'd put you Darvish as the Yeah, I was about to say, there's another guy we're going to get to. But before we get uh, to that trade, um, let's go through some of the players the Padres got back. So the only one I'm familiar with is Luis Patino. Um, he's Colombian, which I like. I've been to Colombia. Awesome country. So I like to Oh, see that's that. cool. Yeah, man. And Francisco mm-hmm. Mejia, I'm intrigued to see what they do with him. Um, he just, he's, hasn't been hitting and he's awful defensively. I see them. They're probably going to move him to like a different position, honestly. Maybe, like, but if they don't, he'll just be the backup to, uh, Zunino. They re-signed or, him. Yeah. Put yeah, Zunino with Zunino, get an offense guy and then a defense guy. Cause they're, they're a pitching team. So they kind of value, um, you know, uh, or defense. defensive catchers. Yeah, exactly. So it, hmm. I don't have to, I'm not all too familiar with some of these guys, but I know, I know Luis Patino struggled a bit in the major leagues, but didn't he get like, he, he, he hasn't pitched much. So there's tons of room to grow. The Rays like pitching oh, of course. their best friends. So they're going to turn him into a stud. Yeah. So yeah. Sure. Th- so then the Rays trade for Blake Snell next day. I hop on Instagram and saw rumors like, uh, Padres are interested in, um, and you Darvish. And it said at the end, this is coming out after they traded for Blake Snell. And I'm like, hold up, what? So they're still interested in this guy? Yeah. And don't forget, before this, before this, these two trades happened, their rotation was something like this. It was Mike Clevenger was out with Tommy John, so we're not going to include him. It was something like Danielson mm-hmm. Lamette, Chris Paddock, Zach Davies, maybe Mackenzie Gore comes up, and um, I don't know who else. But Andreessen Moraine. Joey Lucchese. Joey Lucchese, yeah, that, that's a good name. Um, Something like that. Not a great rotation, not a bad rotation, a good rotation. And then you get Blake Snell, that makes it a, a good great, top half. That, yeah, you get Blake Snell, that makes it a great rotation. And then you get you Darvish, and that makes it an elite rotation. And considering Oof. what gave up for you Darvish is absurd. So the Cubs traded you Darvish and Victor Carantini. Victor Carantini is basically... You Darvish's catchers, his personal catcher. So, you know, on You Darvish days, Carantini catches. Other days, Contreras catches. And then they also sent cash, so they're helping pay You Darvish's contract. And also, you're not going to get like Mackenzie Gore, or someone like C.J. Abrams for You Darvish because he's on the older side and making a ton of money. But um, they got Zach Davies and, and a bunch he gets of high and, quite frequently. Yeah, they got Zach Davies and a bunch of high schoolers. I'm not even kidding. One of these four prospects has <laughs> played in, in professional baseball, not major league baseball, professional. And oh like I, I like Zach. Da- I like Zach Davies. He had a good year last year. He's only kind of had one good year, um, and he's also been awful in the playoffs. But the Cubs aren't really looking at the playoffs. Yeah, he's him. not necessarily someone where you expect. Back to, you know, build perform, seeing as he doesn't throw hard. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't have good stuff. So they got 
Uh, Reginald, uh, I'm going to butcher these names, man. Reginald Preciado, <laughs> uh, shortstop. Another shortstop, Yisan Santana, say goodbye to Javi Baez. <laughs> Outfielder, Ismael Men- <laughs> Menya or Mena. It says Mena here, but I'm guessing. I'm going to go with Mania. Mania, Mania, that makes sense. And outfielder, Owen Casey. I'm pretty sure he was drafted in the second round this past year. Don't quote me yep. on that. So this kind of is a salary dump from the so salary dump from the Cubs and uh, Cubs fans enjoy your pieces while you have them. Well, actually, they're going to be gone. Chris Bryant gone. Oh, Javi yeah. Baez <laughs> probably gone. Rizzo is probably gone. Contreras is definitely gone. Uh, Shorber they freaking non tender for some stupid reason. And th- this is bad for baseball, man. Having a, a a great core like this, they literally won their division last year, and you're gonna tear it down. It's not like you know the Mariners were like the last team I think of that you know almost made the playoffs and then just tore it down. But they didn't really have that many pieces. And if you can trade, mm-hmm. you know, Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano for Jared Kelnick and Justin Dunn, you're doing it, you know, ten times out of ten. <laughs> so especially moving that huge contract, mm-hmm. so. Like, I don't get rebuilding unless you don't have to rebuild. The Cubs don't have to rebuild, but their owners don't want to spend money or the GM. I agree. Like, it's bad for baseball, man. I want to see competitive baseball. The whole NL Central is – I know I'm just ranting here. The whole NL Central is just punting now. Like, is there going to be a competitive team in that division next year? Probably not, seeing as the Reds lost Bauer and Pirates are still going to be shit. Brewers. Yeah, Brewers suck. Brewers the Brewers are, are terrible. I don't even. Yeah, one of the worst. Yeah, you know, I know Yelich is great. One of the worst offenses in the league. I just, I'm just salty about the Brewers because the guy I watch on YouTube is a Brewers fan, and he's always shitting on the Mets for some mm-hmm. reason. Even though you got no room to talk, if you're, well, actually, I, I hate the, I hate the That's narrative cool. that you can't talk shit about another team, even if your team sucks. Never mind. I hate that narrative. But if you're gonna say stuff like, "Oh, the Mets did typical Mets stuff." Or something like that, and then be like, "Oh, the Brewers did it were okay last year because they made the playoffs." Yeah, with like one of the worst offenses ever, and they got lucky because they they barely squeezed in with some expanded playoff bullshit. Where half the I'm I'm getting carried away here, but yeah, oh, the you definitely are, deserve it because I mean they didn't even have a 500 record if I remember correctly. Nope. And I yeah, they had exactly. a That's bottom bullshit. offense in the league, like no one hit. Was... Their best hitter was like Jed Jerko. Uh, yeah, however, I do think that like a normal year for all those hitters and you do see you would see a huge uptick in their offense. Yelich wasn't terrible in terms of on base percentage and everything like yeah, that. He wasn't, he wasn't Christian Yelich, though. He was not Christian Yelich. But if they had an average year for each of those player standards, I think they definitely could have gone 500 and definitely could have actually played competitive games against the Dodgers. They wouldn't have won. But it would have been competitive. So who's the best team in this division right now? The Cardinals? Or like projecting what they're gonna oh, do this offseason? No. Oh my god. Like none of oh, so none of these no. teams are gonna do anything this off. You, you can't really project what they're gonna do this offseason because none of them did anything. The Reds did something last year and like they're already giving up. Um, which I don't get. But um yeah. Well, I mean you can't pay Bauer. Bauer's the, the No, I'm not saying I'm not saying team. don't I'm not saying don't pay Bauer, but or I'm I'm yeah, you the Reds shouldn't the Reds shouldn't pay Bauer. They don't have that type of money. But you don't don't trade Sonny Gray, don't trade Luis Castillo. You got Wade Miley. You you pay you bring back Anthony Desmond or whatever. Yeah, he's still on that team, right? Yeah, but he isn't gonna produce decent five starter. 
at best decent. Hey, well, that's better than nothing. You got a body there. I don't know. You signed like a Jake Odorizzi, someone, and then pray your offense clicks because they got talent. Like the Reds mm-hmm. still, if the Reds don't trade, make all these stupid trade. Like they trade one of their best relievers or probably their best reliever, um, which I'm happy to see him go to the Angels. I'm literally happy to see any pitcher go to the Angels. So Mike Trout get some help over there. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just I I just hate these freaking owners because of a a shortened season with no fans. Now that gives them an excuse for, to not be competitive. Well, can I give it? Can I like speak on their case yeah. for the oh, Cubs for sure. at least? For sure. Obviously, yeah. I agree with you for 29 out of 30 of the teams, but the Cubs are the one exception because next year it's just so much smarter for them to tank now and trade pieces before all the contracts run out next year. We only saw Schwarber end the contract this year, but like next year, Baez is gone, Bryant is gone. Their biggest pieces are gone. Hendricks has only got two more years left. So they're would definitely be out of contention by the end of next year. So I do believe that trading everybody now while they still can get trade value and build for the future is definitely the move because they are not world series competitors next year. And it would just end in a total dumpster fire and they would enter the basement for another 108 years. (laughs) With that (laughs) logic though, you should have traded like Chris Bryan and everyone like two years ago before before they had all their, before they had all their service time, they still had, you know, more, more control. Like why did they fight for Chris Bryant to get that extra year? Like against his grievance, just to, just to trade him or let him walk. Who knows? Whatever. Because especially because his value so far down after the year he had. Yeah, he had a bad year. Like I think they should have traded him. Bias, Bias was Bias the worst was in last league year. baseball. He was so bad last year. Like he was great defense, great defensively, but. Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> but, like going back to the what the Padres got with you, Darvish. Um, they got. You know, a second place should have been third place, in my opinion. Cy Young winner. Um, salty Nuts <laughs> fan alert, my bad. Um, and they got an absolute stud. Now, you know, he has been a little inconsistent. You know, great pitcher with Texas. Um, good pitcher with the Dodgers. Had a couple rough, you know, moments with the Cubs. Not really rough years, but last year he bounced back. He was phenomenal. And the... Insane. Padres got him for nothing. So that's really like they literally got him for free because the Padres don't yeah. care about these these 18-year-old prospects who are going to be up in 5 years. Like they're trying to win now and mm-hmm. they're might they might have the best rotation in baseball now, which actually Oh, for sure. Later no in the day. show, later in the show MLB put out like a post of uh ranking the top 10 rotations and I want to go over that when we get done with some of this news and stuff. But right. moving on uh to another big trip I hate to call this a big trade because this player is so goddamn overrated. Like I, I heard people saying, "Oh, this is a huge move." Um, so the Nationals traded Josh, or the Pirates traded Josh Bell to the Nationals for two pitching prospects, who are. Oh, let me find it. Shit! Oh, this is bad podcasting. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, Will Crow, Will Crow and, and Eddie. Eddie. So two not like high level prospects, but. You're really, I've, I've said Will you're Crow's not getting, pretty good. Yeah. You're not going to get insane value for Josh Bell because he hasn't been particularly great. He had a great first mm-hmm. half. We, I kind of went back and forth someone on our Instagram about this. Like I I commented nationals will still suck. I'm not worried. Cause I, I'm not worried. Yeah. You fill in a hole, 
Like, how big of an upgrade is this from Eric Thames? I don't think it really is, to be completely honest. They both aren't great against lefties, and they both are have the same approach that they played against righties. Isn't Bell both a switch hitter, defend. Bell is a switch hitter, but I mean, I so that's like bad if you're a, if you're bad against one side of the plate as a switch hitter. That tells you you shouldn't be a switch hitter anymore. <laughs> Aussie <laughs> obvious. Um, oh, what did I say? <laughs> but um, uh, which they, literally Shots, every Mets okay. game, I every Mets Braves game that I watch, they literally bring up his splits, and they're like, "Why is this dude still switch hitting?" <laughs> um. But yeah, so what are the nat- what are the Nationals getting up? I guess you could say a power switch hitting bat, who's very high potential, but has yet to prove it. Like you could say, oh, he had no protection last year. That's fair. Everyone sucked on the Pirates last year. But like, mm-hmm. if you're th- if you had that good of a start in 2019, and then just cool off the way he did, I know he had 37 home runs, but the split from the first half to the second half is was oh, drastic. Oof. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what he has to do with the Nationals. I still think the Nationals' uh, offense is awful. It's so bad. But um, yeah, um, like who do they? They got Juan Soto and Trey Turner, and I guess Josh Bell. Like first base, you got uh, Josh Bell. Second base, Starlin mm-hmm. Castro. Not anything great. Shortstop, Trey Turner, elite player. Um, Ooh. Third base, Carter Keyboom. He's hasn't been good at all. I think they're looking to trade he, him because I don't know. I I'm pretty high on him. Yeah, I mean, but I'm saying prospect. he hasn't proven anything yet. Like he's a good prospect, yeah. but so far I'm just saying, like he could be <laughs> good, but it's kind of a question mark at this point. And then left field because he's not even playing his natural position of short. He's a shortstop yeah. by nature, but so I think yeah, that could definitely lead to a trade. Now that I think about it, yeah, and you could get you know he's got you know having a prospect like their name value and where they're ranked is a lot of value. You know what I'm saying? So yes. you can use that as kind of capital to go get a player, but, mm-hmm. um, and then who they got left field wants out of top five hitter, maybe top three hitter in the game. Probably. Um, I, I, I have him third. Yeah. Um, actually I might have him second to be honest. You're right. I might have him first. I, he's not better than Mike Trout. Not yet. At least not overall, but hitting wise. He's close. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm gonna take the guy who's done it for longer, you know. But um, and then who else? Yeah. Victor yeah. Robles. He's like a One defensive, defensive guy who might, who can hit occasionally. And then right, who else? Their right fielder. They got rid of Adam Eaton. I guess Eric Thames. Then right? No, I mean, he just signed in uh, Japan. Again. Yeah, both him oh. and both him and Justin Smoke are going to Japan. What's with these big these big power first basemen going to Japan? Justin Bohr has been tearing it up there because he's sucked with the Phillies and the Angels after getting traded by the Marlins. Which how do you, <laughs> how do you be a great hitter with the Marlins and then suck with the Phillies? Honestly, <laughs> who knows? But, Same yeah. pitching. I mean, Sixto Sanchez is too much for well, him. stadium wise. Yeah. Um, well, no, uh, Philly was, fans in Philly are bad. Oh, yeah, fuck those guys. Um, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, yeah, I couldn't stand those goddamn air horns last year. I, I think it's you know, you know, what I'm talking about. I think it's cool. I know Aaron Boone complained about it. Um, but dude, I, I couldn't, I, it was I'm so annoying. I, I was fine. I with just it. can't it was just stand annoying. Oakland. Yeah, oh, I just can't drums? stand Oakland. 
drums. The fucking drums make me want to shoot a tree. I can't stand Yankee Stadium. The fans are fucking annoying. They're all bandwagon fans. No, I'm just kidding. Not all of them, but like, hey, you like I can't do that. Aaron Judge well, number one all time. Yeah, of course. All of fame. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So who's their right? Let me let me hop on the Nationals depth chart. Um, yeah, Eric Thames and Justin Smoke, not Justin Bohr, both went to either I know one of them went to Korea, one of them went to Japan. So they're probably gonna be okay, oh, Andrew Andrew Stevenson. Andrew Stevenson. I know wasn't Eric Thames like a monster in either Korea or um Yeah, oh, he was and then he came back. Hey, the Nationals right fielder here had a uh one thousand one hundred and seventy nine OPS and forty one at bats, but Hey man, Andrew Stevenson, he might be good. I guess so, yeah. Don't don't sleep on Andrew Stevenson. I didn't even think he I wasn't I guess not, yeah. I wasn't too high on him as a prospect. Didn't pay too much attention. Yeah, I'm not familiar My with that. My bad, him, Andrew. Yeah. Okay, so another player I missed with the Padres. They also signed shortstop Hasung Kim from Japan. No, Korea. Korea. Yeah. Um, he's only twenty five, which usually you don't see guys that young coming over. Honestly, I don't actually love this move just because I think he got signed to a five-year deal. I don't understand signing these guys to a five-year deal. They haven't yeah, proved these are anything. Super hit miss. Yeah, like you say, Kikuchi's been awful. Um, the, the two guys who came over last year were horrible. Uh, Shogu Akiyama couldn't hit a lick. Um, Yo Yoshi Tomo Satsugo was like a bench bat. Yeah. Um, he got unlucky though. He was kind of like Gary Sanchez in that whenever he hit the ball hard, he kind of lined out. Oh, right. So, I do think there is quite a bit of breakout potential in Sutsugo. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, I just I don't get signing these guys for long long term contracts. Like, there's a video. It's gonna come up, come out after this. I have to finish it. It was a, it's a pitcher ranking. Like, uh, it's basically, I'm playing FMK with pitchers. I guess I'll just tease the video mm-hmm. here because it's gonna come out soon. And the two Japanese <laughs> guys, I said, um, I would. I would only give them a short-term deal because I don't trust them. Like people are like, "Oh, you don't have to sign one of these major league pitchers because you can get a uh, Sugano or whatever his name is." Like, yeah, he might be good in Japan, but it's a complete. It's better than AAA, but it's it's like four A, like quadruple A, I guess you would call it. Like, it, it, yeah, it, yeah, it's that's different. actually a term, four A. Like, yeah, four A. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. Player. Yeah, mm. like guys who are carried up in AAA but suck at the big league level. Hit. Yeah. yeah. So I'm also the playing philosophy is very different in Japan and stuff. You see the I love the dudes with the the Jap like the Otani's with Japanese swings. The you know Ichiro's. Oh. I love the, those Oppo swings like are awesome. But yeah, I really love their pitching mechanics. They look so like robotic, you know. Yeah, they, they so got the cool. like so Kentomayas with like his yeah robotic with like his leg twitch and stuff. But, yeah, I um, love that. Back to Hassan Kim. So it looks like he's gonna be playing second base, and Jake Cronworth is gonna be playing the outfield, um, left field. So <laughs> I don't know what you do with Tommy Pham now. Now, worst case, you move Hassan Kim to the bench. I, I don't know how Tommy Pham's doing ever since he got like stabbed twice or something nuts like that. Um, Ooh, and you know, it's great yeah. to have depth. Um, I. It's, I'm hoping it's only a two-year contract for Hassan Kim just because you got C.J. Abrams coming up and you need a place for that guy to play. And obviously, he's a shortstop, so you're mm-hmm. gonna be, he's probably going to be playing second base because, you know, you're not moving Machado. You're not moving Tatis. 
you're not moving, you know, yeah. Hosmer, but he wouldn't play. You wouldn't mm-hmm. use a shortstop at first base. Would I say what? What I think is going to happen yeah. with Kim, it, uh, what I think is going to happen with Kim is kind of like what the 2019 Yankees wanted to do with LeMayhew. Just wait for somebody to sit one day and then just play him in the position in which everybody sits. So he kind of moves around the infield. Is probably going to get 20, 30 starts per position and just, you know, keep moving around the infield and occasionally even left, maybe right. That's what I think they're going to What was the 2019 Yankees opening day infield? It was, wasn't it? LeMahieu at third and Tulowitzki at short with Goybert second, Void at first. Was it something like that? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't think he was Tula playing Witzke opening was day. On the team. Yeah, I think it was Tulo, Glaber, Voigt, and then I don't know. Was it? Oh, it might have been Anduhar. Yeah, yeah. Andujar until he got hurt. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But thank God he got hurt. Good God. <laughs> yeah, I see. <laughs> Never thought oh. I'd say something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't wish for injury, but you know, I I've got to say it worked seeing, out there. Hey, whenever Robinson Cano got hurt before he got suspended in 2019, I got a little happy just to see the other guys play. Not sad of why he can't play, but um, yeah. Uh, some <laughs> other more minor news. Um, Jose Alvarado got traded to the Phillies. He's a really good, you know, high upside pitcher, nasty lefty who struggles with walks. It's a three-team trade. I don't really need it. It's Jose Alvarado is kind of the only guy. I just know involves the Rays, the Dodgers, and the Phillies. Um, yeah. You know, just I, I don't even know what the details are. I, I guess I'll look at it. I just I have it pulled up here. Uh, uh, I have it pulled up right here. Yeah, so yeah the, read it out. The Dodgers. Uh, all right, so Jose Alvarado was traded to the Phillies. The Dodgers traded a player to be named later and first baseman Dylan Paul Paulson to Tampa Bay. And the Phillies traded uh, left-handed pitcher Garrett Clevenger, not Clevenger, Clevenger to the Dodgers. Um, really, the only notable names are Jose Alvarado and perhaps even Dylan Paulson, who kind of looks like a first base but utility man, which is kind of what the Rays, you know, always get. They're all about, yeah. You know, you can play mm-hmm. first. I'm very – Like a Mike like yeah. Rosso? Yes, Yeah. <laughs> 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 he who shall not be named. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting all the Harry Potter references into that. <laughs> so I'm really kind of intrigued by this player to be named later because Jose Alvarado is a very, very solid ball player. And I don't think he would just go without any little solid prospect. So I think the player to be named later is a lot better than an average player to be named later. Yeah. Hey, Ben, guess what? Regular lefty. 3-2. No, Basso sends one into left field. Gardner going back, and it is up and gone! Mike Brasso has homered! Happy birthday. <laughs> I got to add that to our, um, if you guys don't know, we, we have a, I set up a, a pro, uh, what's called Ableton Live music stuff, um, where I can trigger sounds on the show. So, you guys, whenever we're going to talk about DJ LeMahieu, I'll make sure to hit. DJ LeMahieu was snubbed of the MVP last year. DJ <laughs> LeMahieu is quite possibly the greatest b- player in baseball history. Yep. Um, shout out to Ben for that. Um, My voice is so annoying. Yeah. 
but I'm so sorry for uh, everyone who has everyone, to this, everyone hates listening to listening my voice. back to their voice. Everyone does. It's it's, it's natural for everyone. But, yeah, I know, um, but mine is so like crusty. Bro, I just realized we didn't or, like, um we didn't we didn't plug the number or the the Instagram or whatever. It's in the description. We didn't we didn't do the, the d- d- description. Yeah, we didn't do the classic the intro with the you know the the hour late, but it's fine, whatever. Um, but yeah, Jose Alvarado <laughs> the Phillies. Phillies desperately need bullpen. Uh, they definitely need more bullpen than this. But um, yeah, good good start. You know, good player. A little bit of bust potential, especially. If, it seems like relievers go over there to die recently with Brandon Workman, David Robertson. Um, was a total bust there. Um, so who's uh, the other Red Sox reliever? I don't know. I think it was Heath Hembry, maybe. Yeah, something like that. And they got they got some dude from the mm-hmm. Brewers too at the deadline. Um, so Jose Alvarado, I hope you fail. I hope you um go join the freaking Eric Thames in Japan or something because you're Philly <laughs> and I hate you. Um, I'm so I'm actually super happy about it because now the Rays have traded two just oh yeah you must lefties. be happy about that yeah I'm ecstatic. Well, don't you want them to keep their lefties? Because the Yankees, pretty much their entire order is right-handed. Well, I mean, we're not... We do get Blake Snell out of games really quickly, but Jose Alvarado just scares me when we face him. I don't like facing him. Oh, for sure. Because uh, so, he's a strikeout pitcher against yeah, a lineup that strikes out so much. Yeah. Uh, other news, super minor stuff. Hansel Robles, the, the sky pointer himself. Uh, is being treated no he signed with the twins one-year contract and charlie culberson utility second baseman veteran uh to the texas rangers and will probably be the starter there because that's the rangers um <laughs> they got no one else um so i want to talk about some match related stuff there it is hey back and meet the match your kitties. I know all the lyrics to the song. I'm so proud. I like sat down. I'm like, I'm gonna be a true fan. I'm gonna learn all the words to the song. So, oh, respect. Which they don't. They don't ever play the song. If they, if the Mets win the World Series soon, I want to make sure they get the song sung at the parade because that would be. Awesome. That's how you point at the true fans. But um, so well, Trevor yeah, Bauer, it's definitely a marching band song. Oh, for sure. So Trevor Bauer and uh John Heyman had a little beef last night. So the, John Heyman reported that Trevor Bauer is looking to make thirty-six to forty million dollars AAV. I want Ooh. Trevor Bauer, but uh, no. Okay, Mike Trout's making thirty-five, <laughs> so no one should be making more than him. Garrett Cole's making more than him AAV, but thirty-six. Um, yeah, thirty-six. Uh, thirty-six to forty. Like, I don't. First of all, I don't think that's, that's true. I don't think Bauer's that stupid. Honestly, I, he's not that dumb. Honestly, mm-hmm. like. I don't think he expects to make that much, especially now when I hate people saying like, oh, he only had one good year and it was a short season. That, that's stupid because 2018, he was phenomenal. He was at a phenomenal 2018. Um, and he's looking to make 36 to 40 million for five to six years. Um, no, five, to six years. I'm cool with the years, but, you know, I'd give him slightly more than like a Patrick Corbin. Actually, a lot. I'd give him one Patrick Corbin. He's definitely wow. Corbin, oh no no, wanna... no! 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 What Patrick he, Corbin's making I a lot. I think is deserving of twenty-eight to thirty-two million dollars a year, as long as he keeps cheating. <laughs> you heard cheating. it here first. 
He's not cheating. Well, obviously. I mean, it depends on, like, substances I don't consider cheating because everybody does it, and I really don't care. I think it's good for the game. But, I mean, you know, we got to clickbait it a bit. Oh, So, you know, record that part. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so so Patrick Corbin is making 23 a year. So that – that's like the last pitcher who came off a really good year. Didn't come off a Cy Young year, but he had a great 2018. I, I don't and know 2019. why. Yeah, I don't know why I thought about. It. Well, before he signed his contract, um, but I I so would give worked. Trevor Bauer. 31. Yeah, I would give Trevor Bauer, and also a lot of I heard fans taking about. Oh, you can't pay Trevor Bauer more than Jacob Degrom. Jacob Degrom's making nothing, but that shouldn't be a, a reason why you don't sign another pitcher to be your number two. Like your number two can be, you know more expensive than your number one because he got signed later. Like the market is going to go yeah. up more and more and more. Like the guy who signed mm-hmm. the deal three years ago is going to get, you know, the a similar, well, you know, I wouldn't say Trevor Bowers close to, to Grom. He's a, a elite pitcher, but not a, an A tier pitcher. I would say not, I wouldn't say quite elite. I think there's three elite pitchers in baseball, but um, Trevor Bowers close to that. Um, Who? Uh, DeGrom, DeGrom, Cole, and Bieber. Well, if you're going to say Bieber's elite, then you got to say Bauer's elite. Yeah, but Bieber's never had the rough years. Like, Bauer had a bad year, especially this portion of the year with Cincinnati in 2019. Mm-hmm. So. I, I The thing the thing about the, saying that, though, is because I don't – I'm just going to assume that uh, – what's his name – uh, Bieber is using substances and I love talking about this because I feel like I can argue about this kind of thing because uh, so if Bieber is using substances and he's not generating as much spin as uh, what's his name Bauer does with substances then Bauer has the high, higher ceiling for me that's kind of how I see it all yeah that's interesting because you know, I'm I'm more of a guy who goes off like the results and stuff. You kind of get more into the advanced stuff, so it's like interesting for like kind of two perspectives and stuff. I like mm-hmm. you know the ERAs, yeah. the WHIPs, the you know innings pitched, strikeouts, like kind of the basic stats. So that's like, kind of what's interesting about this show, kind of that back and forth there. Because I, I haven't really put that into thought that you know substance and spin rate and stuff like that. Um, I'm just a pitching fucking you're, you're nerd. nerd, bro. Yeah, such it's, a nerd. So I though. care more about spin rate than I do ERA, and I never thought anyone would ever say that. Oh, I'm the, I'm the opposite. Yeah, and that's okay. I think that's what most people are. And I mean, in terms of relative relativity, in terms of like predicting the future, I mean, you can rely on either one. I don't Definitely. think one is more better than the other. So another rumor, oh, and then also Trevor Bauer got like a huge Twitter beef with John Heyman. Uh, As he does, hilarious. But um, yeah, <laughs> and I don't think Trevor Bauer's expecting to make thirty-six to forty million dollars. No one's going to pay you that much. What I'm happy to hear is that he's not going to take a, a one-year contract. So I, I would give him five to six, five to six years, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't give him that much money. No, who's giving him that much money? You're, you're stupid if you think that much. You got, you got yeah. ego. He's got ego issues if he's thinking that, and I don't think he's thinking that. Um. Uh. So also George Springer, he's looking to make around 150 million dollars. I would, you know, I'm fine with that based on. It, I didn't see like what the AAV is. Um. Yeah, he's definitely worth that amount of money. Um. It just depends on the years he's getting. You know, 
He's not going to get, you know, Harper and Machado money just because they had the age on their side. They were so young when they hit free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not going to get a, you know, a decade long deal. But I'm, I'm curious to see what, you know, more comes out. It looks like the, they're not close to signing a deal, but it looks like the Mets and Blue Jays are favorites to sign George Springer. And I truly think the Mets, that's their guy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's interesting to see what's going to happen with that. So I want to segue to um, this post I found of the top 10 rotations in baseball. Um, it was actually top nine because 10 just said tie, which I don't know who's tying it. But so coming in at number nine, I'll start one to nine. So right. number one is the Padres. Um, yeah, I agree completely. I, at this point, yeah, especially think about this, especially next year, you got Clevenger back and Mackenzie Gore potentially. Like, wow. Um, yeah, that's incredible. That's what, quite your possibly five the greatest rotation of the 2000s. Not just 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. But I think that's going to be the best rotation of this millennium and perhaps era. Hey, we'll see, man. Like, the only thing that's concerning is Darvish's age and Snell's, you know, and Snell's been injured a little bit. Paddock's was, wasn't great last year. But, dude, if everyone pitches to their, you know, their true ability. Potential. Yeah, potential. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't always want to say potential because a lot of times you, like, you talk about guys, oh, potential, potential. Like, Vlad Guerrero hasn't been playing well, but he's had so much potential. Like these guys have proved they're you're you're not just going up potential. These guys have proved a lot. Yeah. So yeah. Number two is the Dodgers. Um, yeah, I I I can see. So what do you got? Kershaw one, Bueller two, David Price, Gonsolin, oh, and no. Dustin May. Some, and then I'm I'm Whoa. shooting out a bunch of names. And then uh, where's Julio Rios? Rios. Yeah, they got they definitely have the deepest rotation. Their their rotation is insanely deep, and they've yeah. Um. They've gotten rid of some guys like um, Ross Stripling and Alex Wood, who could make starts too. Um, mm-hmm. So their their rotation's insanely deep. I just wouldn't say it's the best, but yeah, deep. and then, young, yeah, young too. Uh, number three is the Indians. Um, yeah, I I could. So yeah. what is it? So it's I wouldn't. I don't Bieber. know about three. So it's Bieber, Carrasco, Plesac, McKenzie, and. Who's it? Um, uh, probably some prospect they got who's going to turn into a monster because that's what the Indians do. Um, yep. <laughs> but dude, if they if they didn't trade everyone though, and they wanted to be a big market team and spend money, this would be the the rotation of the millennium. Say you know Corey Kluber gets hurt, whatever he's out of the picture. Uh, Bieber, Bauer, uh, Clevenger, Carrasco, Plesac. Oh my. Yeah. Um, don't make trades MLB. I'm just yep. kidding. But um, th- don't this get is actually in the wild card series. This is actually my number two, the Nationals, because if everyone's healthy and at their true ability, Scherzer, Strasburg, you know, I, I hate the Nationals, but I'm a big Strasburg guy. I really hope he's healthy because he's just so talented. He's just always hurt constantly. So, yeah. um, it's Strasburg, so yeah, Corbin's, he could be at his, at his highest peak. He's literally ace caliber. Um, mm-hmm. his slider is unbelievable, and then Oof. the back end is a little questionable. I think that's why it's here, but I think they can easily find guys to plug in there. You know, when when your issue in your rotations, you're four and five, you're doing something right. When you got freaking like three aces, you know they're a pitching team. <laughs> they're putting all their assets into their pitching, and you know it's getting them. It won them a World Series, so yeah. 
Um, you know, they had a guards bullpen, great rotation, won them the World Series. Braves is a sneaky good rotation right now. You got Soroka. Oh my goodness. It's, not I love it. good. it's phenomenal. Um, this might it's be number, this Nationals. might be number two, honestly. Definitely. Yeah. Actually, so Soroka no, number Freed, three, three. Yeah. Soroka Freed. And we can re-rank these at the end. Soroka mm-hmm. Freed. Um, what's the name? Uh Ian Anderson, uh oh. Charlie Morton, Drew Smiley. And they oh have a ton God. of depth. They also have a ton oh of depth there too. You got uh, Kyle Wright. I know he's sucked, but he's got potential. He's, he's going to be a stud. He's been a top prospect at one point. I know Sean Newcomb was horrific last year. He's he has potential though. Uh, you got guys like Tuki Toussaint, guys like that. It's it's also one of the deepest rotations too. So um, the Mets, yeah. um, number six right now. I think that's a fair spot. I think they have potential to go high. If you sign Trevor Bauer. And then Syndergaard comes back healthy. This actually might be number one, to be honest. I know, mm-hmm. I know that sounds biased. If you get, you know, Cyan Trevor Bauer, if you get like 2016, 2017, no Syndergaard, and you get Stroman back pitching well, and then David Peterson's a nice five starter, um, that's great. Uh, they just need a. And then also, if you don't get Bauer, you should get a guy like Taiwan Walker, I'm a huge fan of. Um, I really oh, yeah. like Jake Oda Rizzi. He's good. I like who else is some James good Paxton. On James Paxton. I, I like that's who um, you should go for, in my opinion. You'll see my opinions on all these pitchers in the in, in our next. I'll make sure this is our next video. The um, F Mary kill of um, <laughs> I originally said what F means, but it sounded kind of weird, so I bleeped it out because um, I won't go into detail of what that means, but F basically means short term deal, Mary long term. Uh, killed don't want to sign him shout out to a channel called jets talk 24 7 who came up with that idea for football videos and i, I actually dm'd him i'm like hey man can i steal your id he's like yeah it's all good so uh shout out to oh, him nice. for that uh seven is the white Sox. um so you got giolito lance lynn uh dallas keichel um michael kopech if he can hit his ceiling pitch. that's unbelievable yeah if he can pitch um and who else Geogan? no he's a free agent um uh, Reynaldo Lopez, maybe they'll they'll find a guy there. I guess. Yeah, they'll find yeah. they'll find a guy. Yeah. Imagine um, if they still had Dane Dunning. Well, you got Lance Lynn though. Oh well, yeah, obviously. So they definitely, you know, needed Lance Lynn, but I would rather have Dane Dunning over the long term than one year Lance Lynn. Yeah, but they're going for a World Series now. You don't, you know, what I'm saying like. I just I don't know in the no, I get what you're in saying, hindsight right? after the Padres just went out and did that that's the that's, White Sox need to get better point. yeah that's a great point it, it's not looking like enough for the White Sox so eight is the Yankees the Yankees rotation what? is terrible right now it's so bad right now. you got with what? without free agency the Yankees <laughs> rotation is something like this and help me out here you're obviously the Yankee guy so. Cool. You can say it actually, because I, I feel bad. I'm taking away all your all your lines. You you can oh, talk you're good. Your you can you can talk about the uh Oh yeah. Hey. <laughs> talk about your team, man. So yeah, we got Garrett Cole. We got Luis Severino who's coming back from injury. Okay. Pretend he's not in this just because Okay, so then we I have didn't... Davey Garcia. Uh <laughs> what are you Wait, kidding me because we, we've Ma- lost michael Tanaka. king michael king michael king is not a starter hey you got jordan hey, Montgomery. i love me michael what king. are you gonna he's, do 
Hey, Rochester kid, gotta love Rochester boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be an opener if anything. He's like Loisiga. I mean, you got Jordan Montgomery, who I guess get a spot. I mean, Clark Schmidt. I don't want to start Clark Schmidt next year. Um, other than that, I mean, Luis Gill. Even with even with Severino, the rotation was still terrible. It's got no bottom half. Yeah, it's you got Garrett Cole and a bunch of bunch of kids basically. Don't call but, Severino a kid. No, no. Love okay, so Severino. Garrett Cole. Love me some good Sevy. Garrett Cole, Mr. Injuries, and uh, kids. Three question marks. Yeah. Four. <laughs> Jordan Mon- you, you want Jordan Montgomery as your three starter? No, I would put him four. Yeah, behind, you got to um, bring back. Davey. You got to bring. Oh, Davey, right. Yeah, but how many innings did he pitch last? How How good was he last year? He started off really strong. I know he like three starts and then he the kind Mets. of fell off. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say fell off, but he fell to uh, ERA between 4.5 and 5. So below average, but not that bad. And then number nine, we have the Athletics. So that's Jesus Lazardo. Oh, my God. AJ Puck, I think he might be a starter. Um, no way. They're not putting him in the rotation. I don't see that happening. Okay. Not for the first half, at least. Okay, yeah, they'll probably get him going in the bullpen. So, Jesus Lazardo, Frankie Montas, Chris Bassett, who am I blanking on? Um, Mike Fires a free agent. Um, mm-hmm. who, do they have? I know AJ Puck's their best pitching prospect aside from Lazardo. Lazardo. Let, let me get their depth chart up. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. MLB MLB's rankings are always stupid, but um, uh, who's yeah. What's the rotation right now? Um. So, oh, Sh- Sean Manaya, can't forget about him. So they oh, have it as mm-hmm. they have it as Sean Manaya, Frankie Montas, Hazel Lazardo, Chris Bassett, AJ Puck. They're Which, considering they're considering Manaya their ace. I don't think this order is correct. I Hazel Lazardo is their ace. I know Montas uh, started opening day last year. I it, it probably goes Lazardo, Manaya, Montas. I'd say Bass is their ace. No, like. Bassett yeah. was their best pitcher last year. Yeah, but Lazardo's the, Lazardo's the prospect who gets you excited. Well, he's you're the, not starting him opening day. You might. He's the ace that'd of the be, future. That'd be insane. Yeah, he's the ace of the I future. I mean, yeah, but you don't want to rush him into the spotlight too quickly. He already was in the spotlight last year. What are we talking about? He already he was a starter last year. Yeah, but he didn't start on opening day. Yeah, but you, everyone got some, everyone's got to make their open the first opening day start at one point. That's true. I just need to see a full season from him. No, that's that's fair, definitely. I don't know. I don't. I don't like throwing rookies into opening day. It's he's just not a like rookie. He's been or he's, the first game of. He's been pitching since twenty nineteen. Well, I consider him a rookie because he's never thrown like more than. 50 innings a year like he's not a rookie pitcher which but he's is a rookie starting pitcher you kind of think of it that way yes yes that's okay. how i want to see it all right so um and then number nine number 10 is a tie so who else could you consider for this <laughs> what um but it doesn't uh, say who tied it um what so who else has got a good rotation um um <laughs> Uh, Arizona. Let's, no, let's Arizona. pull up all the teams. Um, Miami. The oh, probably Miami because you no, know, yeah, Miami. I would put in the top ten. Sixto, Sandy Alcantara, um, and Pablo, Pablo Lopez, 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 and then 
My bad. Yamamoto was god awful last year. I don't know if he was I was part so of that. hyped about him too. He had such he a good debut. So I know he. You know, you're happy for them because they got fleeced in that Christian Yelich deal. But man, he was bad last year. <laughs> Terrible. Um, maybe the like Reds. Twenty three ERA. Uh, Reds maybe. Um, Astros. No, that's got to be it. Granky, sure? Granky, and then you got the, the the rookie, the rookie guy, and Christian Javier. Javier. Then you got the other curveballer, who's and also super lefty. good. Yeah. Um, got his name. Framber Valdez. Valdez. That's his name. Maybe you put the Astros here, just considering all the other teams on, like you know, rotations that. And Lance McCullers. Don't forget Lance McCullers. Yeah, yeah. He, they might. Astros might be here. Um, who else could you consider for this? Um, Cubs, no. Cardinals. If Flaherty's good, not Flaherty, after was that it? year, Jack Flaherty, Flaherty has Flaherty, Michaelis, Dakota Hudson, Kim. Yeah, Kim. Kim was Adam really good. Wainwright, Adam. Doesn't Kim have awful Wayno swing? Wayno was insane. The, yeah, he was. Doesn't Kim have awful swing and miss, though? Yeah, he's a ground ball pitcher and weak contact like kind of guy. He's your kind of guy, soft tosser. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, I mean, that's what happened to Manaya though. Manaya was a soft tosser and then kind of fucking fell off. Got figured out. Yeah, threw a no-hitter yeah. and then, Yeah. So let's let's rank these ten. Let's rank these nine rotations. So, so we we're saying Padres one, right? Yep, definitely. I, I would say Braves two. Ooh, okay. Just uh, the yeah, young potential can, they have. Yeah, like I Charlie can Morton live with that. Is, I can as a four is just unfair. Mm-hmm. And then I would go Indians. No, I'd go Dodgers and then Indians. I'd go Dodgers three. I don't know about Indians four though. Uh, okay, Dodgers five, three, five. Nationals four, Indians five. Yes, yes, Mets, all right. And then I'd go Mets six, mm-hmm. uh, at White Sox seven, Athletics eight. I, the Yankees shouldn't be on this list anyway. Yankees I, I, should not be on this list. Mi- I'd go Miami, Miami nine, Houston ten, maybe. All right, yeah, I like that. And then Tampa Bay eleven. Oh right. Well, th- no, no, it's just Glass now and Yarbrough. Yarbrough is insane. Glasnow. Oh wait, they just traded Glasnow? Snell, bro. Oh my god, they did. They traded Snell. Oh no! Forget that, man. Oh god. You know who that really um, benefits, though. The Yankees. Uh, I love this. Oh feature. yeah, baby. I love this, but um. That's yeah. so oh I love it too. Yeah, man. We gotta we gotta clip more sounds added to that. We got the Brasso home run. It we're definitely throwing that in there. Maybe like a Tyler Rogers hey, strikeout, yeah. something like that. Like a He's my Santa new Maria. Pitcher. Yeah, Santa Maria call, something like Santa that. Santa Maria. We'll, we'll throw we'll throw that in there. I'll I'll, I'll get that worked out for next yeah. week. So right now cool we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break right now. And then we're going to, coming up next, we're going to get to the top 10 first baseman. All right, so we are back after one take of this and a bunch of technical issues. Yay! But now we're doing our top 10 first baseman. We're continuing our first baseman, or our player ranking series we did catchers last time. And now it's time for first base. First base is kind of the opposite of catcher. Uh, we don't care about defense. It's cool if you got good defense, but this is all about what you can do with the stick. 
and how well you can hit pretty much. You know, defense does matter. It's important, but not that much compared to other positions. So first base is going to be a lot of fun because we've got a lot of hitting stats to talk about, and we got a ton of offense, you know, at this position. So that's going to be a ton of fun. So, oh, yeah, I started off last time. We're going to have you started off this time. Who's your number 10 first baseman in Major League Baseball? I sound like some like radio show host right now. (laughs) Nope. Well, I mean, that's what we're going for, right? Yeah, kind of. So, so yeah, my number 10 pick for the top 10 first baseman at Major League Baseball is Carlos Santana. Now, Carlos Santana is way past his prime, recently signed by the Royals. But he does one. Odd. Why are the Royals signing players? Yeah, this makes no sense whatsoever. Because, I mean, you need a veteran presence, obviously, and I know he's fun in the clubhouse, but he, you don't need a veteran first baseman, I'd say. You'd go for a better position, maybe a catcher. They got oh, that. well, I digress. They got that, for sure. They got that, but a backup catcher, you know, like an Eric Kratz kind of thing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Not a retired one, obviously. Your boy, yeah. My boy. Well, they also have nothing at first base. Who they have? Well, actually, Hunter Dozier could probably play because he can't play anywhere else. Like he's awful at third yeah. base, awful in the outfield. So, if you can play third, then you can play first. And if you can't play third, you still can probably play first. Yeah. And but Carlos Santana has one of the best eyes in the game. Walks so much, and despite hitting for, I think below the Mendoza below line, below two hundred, I think. Yep, below the Mendoza line. He still had a 343 on base percentage, which is incredible. So he's my number 10. How about you? Number 10, I got the dude who was good for a while, um, was on a team that we don't like to talk about here because they um, won a World Series that didn't make me too happy. Um, They beat the... uh... But... um... (laughs) And then he signed with the Padres for a lot of money and then sucked. But then just like half the team, he got good again, uh, which shout out to with a Jace Tingler. That might be part of that might be him, man, because how many players bounced back on this team was nuts. But um, uh, I'm going with Eric Hosmer, first baseman for the San Diego Padres. Nice. Kind of a long intro there, but uh, I, I like kind of teasing it. Um, yeah, yeah, of like course. Having a little introduction. Yeah. So <laughs> he had an 851 OPS last year, 333 on base and 287 um, average. Nine home runs and 143 at-bats. He hit the ball in the air way more consistently last year. Got his launch angle up, which um, I'm not, you know, I I don't look into that stuff too much. But if I if someone tells me, which I heard it in a YouTube video, that's kind of how he improved. I'll mention it, obviously. Yeah, I see you with these um, advanced metrics. Oh, yes, okay. Sir. I'm not going to tell you, like, what launch angle or whatever. I don't know what the hell. That shit's like a foreign language to me. But, um, <laughs> um, but um, uh, he... It hit an increase in what launch angle and exit velocity, which was he already hit the ball very hard to begin with, made more success from him and brought him back to being a top 10 first baseman. Um, you know, he signed a huge contract because he was very good with the Royals and now he's been good with the Padres, you know, and he's not really that guy who's like, why the hell did we sign him? Uh, we're going to be stuck with him for a while uh, on the books. Uh, you got a really good first baseman there. So that's my number 10. Who's your number nine? My number nine, I'm going to the Bay Area with Brandon Belt. Very solid career. and One of the best defensive first basemen in recent memory. 
But this year, he just put it all together. He bat 309 with a 115 OPS. That's very, very solid, especially from someone where you would not expect to see such good offense playing in Oracle Park. And he's 32 years old, and he just had the best season of his career in terms of statistical value. He hasn't hit this well since 2017. So, I'm, I mean, is Brandon Belt back? I think so. Yeah, he's, he's basically like my number 11 almost, if you, if you could have that. But um, mm-hmm. honorable mention. Yeah, basically honorable mention. So number nine, this guy I've seen ranked a lot higher, but he had a kind of a down year and has only really had three, two to three productive years in his career. I'm going with Max Muncie of the LA Dodgers. Um, not as good of an introduction to him as the other ones. My bad. But um, the funky monk, the funky Muncie, monkey, whatever you want to call him. Uh, had a didn't have a good year last year. A 192 average is bad. 331 on base percentage, okay. Two uh, 720 OPS, not good. Um, he had 12 home runs, which is nice. He could play first base. He can play second base. He could play third base. That's nice. That versatility there. But he was money in the playoffs. He had a 904 OPS, um, and a 438 on base percentage. You obviously he had a huge wow. grand slam against. Yeah, he had a huge grand slam against the Braves. And he's just been a he's been a good player for a little bit, not like a while, um, but he's only he's only thirty years old. He's got you know a lot more time to play. He's kind of that that dodge like he's kind of that that you know classic recent dodger. Diamond like in a, the rough. Yeah, diamond in the rough, like a Justin Turner, Chris Taylor, guys like that who just come rule out of nowhere. Pick. Um, what'd you say there? He was a rule five draft pick. Yeah, and then he got like he almost retired. He got like released by the Athletics or something. Um, like that, and yeah, they just picked him up, and he's been beasting ever since, except for last year. It wasn't great, except in the playoffs where he was money. So who's your number eight, then? <laughs> My number eight, I'm going to stay in the Southwest, and this time I'm going to go with Eric Hosmer as the aforementioned. aforementioned. Uh, comeback story again in San Diego. Something They are juicing the balls down there or whatever. <laughs> Because everybody's back and better than ever. Pretty much. So, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Just like you said, oh, my God, that launch angle segment. <laughs> Money. I love to hear that kind of thing. Yes, sir. <laughs> I can actually tell you off the top of my head that his average launch angle coming into the 2020 campaign was negative one degrees. That's horrible. That means that's he pounds like swinging the ball, the ball into straight into the, the ground. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just envisioning that, that in my head. the one fix. I'm just like, yeah, see, I'm, now I'm literally is, moving my arms right now and just slamming them into the, like, down. That's, that's funny to think about. So what was the launch <laughs> angle this year? Oh, I don't know that off the top of my head. Oh. I just remember reading an article. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's all good. So, yeah, Eric Hosmer. Not, I kind of said a lot about him, but any any additional Eric Hosmerness? Oh, uh, Not really. I mean... I would kind of prefer him to walk a bit more and be less of a, you know, swing for the fences and just like hope you hit it kind of guy, like a Teoscar Hernandez. But I mean, that's a lot to ask. And he's doing what he's doing is definitely fine by my standards. Yeah. So, number eight, I think this guy will be higher. I think this guy's top five potential. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Yes, there's two New York Mets on this oh list. My. Oh my. 
Now, this New York Met had the better year last year. I still think the other one's better. I think it's pretty obvious who I'm talking about. He's probably not going to be playing first base this year. Uh, he's probably going to be playing uh, platooning first base in left field. When the DH comes back, he's going to be playing first base and DH platooning there. I got Dominic Smith of the New York Metropolitans. And Dom Smith was unbelievable last year. Um, 993 OPS, uh, 377 on base percentage, 316 average. And this is a guy who was awful in 2018. And then last year lost his start, or 2019 kind of lost his job to Pete Alonso. Uh, and got, you know, occasional at-bats off the bench, and he started to light it up, just becoming a really good hitter off the bench. They started trying to get him in the lineup more. They didn't really have a spot for him. He got, you know, he had a decent year, but he got hurt towards the end, and then his last at-bat of the year, uh, he walked off against the Braves in the final game oh, of the season. Nice. So um, this stat, I think, says a lot for his, um, uh, his 2019 our 2020 season. So he, in 170 at bats, 50 games, he had 21 doubles, which he's a doubles machine. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Doubles machine, uh, hit for a ton of power, a ton of oppo power too, which you really like to see. I think this guy mm-hmm. will, this is kind of his first year with really good pl- playing well with consistent playing time. So he's only 25 years old. He's going to get, so, he's going to get better. Or he might not get better. He's going to stay this way and he's going to be able to get more production and make his way up this list. This guy is this, you know, the sky's the future. What is it? What's the saying? The sky's the, the future. Fu- yeah, yeah. Sky's the future yeah. for this guy. A, I love me some Dom Smith. Um, without DH, you could sacrifice that dog shit left field defense because you can't you can't go without getting this dude's bat in the lineup. So Dom Smith at number eight, soon to be number two. <laughs> Y'all know who's gonna be number oh, one. Oh God, wait. No, you did not. No, no, I didn't put him. I'm not that stupid. No, no, no. Okay, thank God. Okay, I'm not biased. Uh, you know, I love, yeah. I love my, and hate, and hate my. No, no, there it is. Yeah, there I, it I gotta, is. I gotta calm down, but I'm not gonna be biased about this. No, please don't. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't calm down. But um, uh, who is? What are we at now? Number seven. Who's your number seven? My number seven is someone who I think is also going to be rapidly rising up this list. However, he had such a down 2020. I'm talking about Matt Olson staying on the West Coast. I've only talked about West Coast guys. Um, he has one of the best gloves at first base, arguably the best. The best, probably. Who, who, who's better mm-hmm. than him? Evan White, maybe? Yeah, Evan White because he won the gold glove. Uh that's really about it, though. I mean, maybe Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo. Rizzo's won, like, a platinum glove at first base, which is, like, unheard of. But mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's left-handed swinger with so much pop, kind of like a Joey Gallo, but there's more contact in his swing. Just has a very down year, and I think he's going to come back next year, though. Big home run guy. For sure. Number seven, man, I have so many like desktops opened up on here. I got my my notes page, my stats page, my <laughs> sound page, and my Zoom page. So I'm just scrolling through. But um, number nice. seven, you're going to hate me for – you're going to kill me. For no, me. you didn't. Oh, my God. Luke oh. Boy. I – oh, my God. Let me – now, I know how good he was this year. He was phenomenal, but – 
to be fair, it was six game season, which I don't want to discount guys for six game season. But he wasn't anything amazing the years before. He was definitely a good player. Are you? No, no, he no, he was a great, great first baseman. Wasn't an elite first baseman like he played this year before. And didn't he get like benched for the playoffs or something like that? Because he was injured. Yeah, his foot was injured. His foot. You could play with that. You know your foot. No, I'm just kidding. But um, they did, no. and he was hobbling around the bases like a fucking dwarf. <laughs> No, I, I think Luke Voigt can definitely be a top five first baseman at one point. I just think these guys in front of him have played better in a full season. Now, this guy, I know you're going to be pissed about this. I know I sound like a biased fan. If he can play nearly as well as he played last year, he could literally be a top three first baseman on it, or top five first he, baseman. I know his, I, I, I get you're mad. I know you're mad. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> he just he strikes out a little too much for my taste, but you know he's a great player. This dude, this this top ten is stacked. Yeah, that is that's and very. A lot true. of these guys are veterans who've been doing it for so long. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I'm sorry about that, man. You're good. You're good. Who's your uh, Who's your number six? Well, I gotta repay the favor, so uh, get that Mets tune blasting, please. <laughs> That's right. And the match. Yep. Pete Alonzo. Yeah, it's Pete Alonzo. I think he actually had a pretty underrated 2020. Thank you. He wasn't that bad. Everyone he wasn't was like, bad. Terrible. His OP. What do you? He still had like an 810 OPS, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was not bad. Still can't defend for shit though. Uh, he's he's he just had a. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, he was still big meat Pete. Just the meat was a bit less big yeah (laughs) (laughs) he had six home runs which a lot of people oh bad year 817 ops man i know he struck out a lot watching him though what from the eye test he looked bad from the eye test he swinged at a lot of just stupid pitches clearly he had some you know kind of mental mistakes this year i think the pressure of repeating got him a little bit uh, you know, definitely that, that makes a lot, a lot of, of sense but uh i'm gonna say this here cody bellinger first baseman slash outfielder phenomenal rookie season beat the rookie record in national league in home runs and then second year kind of had a slight down year not a bad down year and what did he do his third year mvp next year that's a really MVP. good comparison Pete Alonso for mvp baby let's go I should go grab my Alonzo jersey. I love me some Alonzo, but yeah. Any any last words to say? We got to get, well, no, we got to get that last sound recording there recorded so we can play that at the beginning of the Yeah, yeah, we we need Yeah, for the MVP. Ooh, Alonzo for MVP. But um, (laughs) yeah, so that's your your number six. Any last words? Mm -hmm. No. Hey, man, good minds think alike because at number six, I got, don't, don't Pete Alonzo! Hey! <laughs> I got Pete Alonzo as well. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much. We literally just said everything we did. Um, but 53 home runs in your rookie seasons, unbelievable. Um, and I expect a huge year from him next year. 
Um, he just he's I think he's the second strongest player in baseball, like statistically or something. Uh, I saw that in like a draft Nick Mark video. Stands number one, which that dude's like scary. Yeah, but um, he hits the ball a good one thirty off the bat. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, career stats nine oh nine OPS three fifty on base. He walks decently. He had a his batting average was bad last year. Uh. 231 i expect it to be around the 258 260 range something around that that's what i would yeah. like to see um mm-hmm. he's your power bat so you don't really rely on him to, for a great average and he also hit hits a decent amount of doubles um i just i have him over voight just because i think he has a higher ceiling and they've had this similar they both had extremely similar years they're both extremely similar players which that's gonna be kind yeah. of an interesting rivalry no, no, not. I'm saying 2019 P and 2020 Luke Voigt. It's kind of similar. Oh, yeah, those are no, no, also yeah. It's not comparable. Very last similar. Year. So, but because Pete Alonso did it through the full season, that's why I put him ahead. All right, I respect that. All right, so number, what are we at now? Number five. Five. Who's your number five? My number five is quite possibly my favorite baseball player outside of I DJ and Tyler Rogers. Oh, you definitely know who it is. It's not Luke Voigt. It's Anthony Rizzo. Did I did I scare you or no? No, no, I no. I knew you? it. Was, I knew it. That you always talk about how much you love Anthony Rizzo. Damn it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I love me some good Riz Daddy. He is <laughs> <laughs> most consistent first baseman on this list, and might be the most consistent player in baseball as he hit more than twenty home runs in every single season since. 2013 outside of 2020 obviously and he's hit 30 home runs 30 or more home runs in three of the four of those years dude do you know who should trade for him who'd actually be a perfect Um, fit tell stanton to get his leg (laughs) he kind of delayed a day i was gonna you're playing the outfield dude he would be a perfect fit for the yankees make luke voigt your dh Oh yeah. Well, wait. You no, need well, a lefty bat. Yeah. You need a lefty bat. You got great defense at first. You got a good veteran leader there. Um, yeah. Next to Lemayhew, dude, that would be a good player to trade for, to be honest. Oh yeah, make a little bit of a Cubs reunion on the Yankees. Little known fact: DJ oh, Lemayhew was a Cub. Was player. a Cub. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd like. I I would love to have him on our team. But I don't want to stand to play anywhere but DH and occasionally left. Yeah, because well, you can't trade. This man him, so. is fucking glass, and he's not trading. <laughs> yeah, so, he's, he's untradeable. So yeah, uh, I mean, if you get a lot in return for trading Voit, then I would definitely go for it. But I don't know. That's pretty risky. That's very risky. That's that's an interesting discussion. But any last words it's about a, your yeah. about your boy? About my boy. Um, well, uh, use hand sanitizer like he does when people reach first base against him. Uh, nothing much to say other than he had a pretty down year this year. As the whole did team kind of did. Every, every player on the Cubs and minus Ian Happ. league. Mm-hmm. Minus Ian Happ and their pitching staff. Yeah. But he also was kind of like Matt Olson in the sense that he still and Carlos Santana and that he still walked at an amazing clip. So love you, Rizzo. Come to the Yankees. <laughs> 2021. So number five, you had him a bit lower than me. I just think this guy's potential is out of the world. It's Matt Olson. 
I know he had an awful year mm-hmm. last year, but the dude hit like 40 home runs a year ago. He plays the best defensive first base. I know it isn't a huge factor about it, but this dude just, and especially, especially hitting for that much power in Oakland, which is very much a pitcher park. Um, and just having mm-hmm. that ability, like I know we always say, said defense is, you know, not the biggest thing, but you know, when you got guys like, you know, Matt Chapman, Marcus Simeon making these crazy plays, you know, they're not going to, you know, you to have that guy there to clean up the throw to scoop it out of the ground when, you know, they're making these, yeah, crazy it takes three plays. defensive runs saved into five. Yeah. So that it's very valuable that scooping ability and he's only 26 and he get that pop potentially has, he has an 838 career OPS and uh 338 on base percentage. a player like Kim, you'd expect to walk a bit more, but he just has, mm-hmm. he's how long has he been up for like three to four years, I think. And he just, he's like just entering his prime now. And I, yeah. I expect a huge year from him. He's just, he's such a good player, man. And I know he had a down year. A lot of guys did. You can't, take a ton of stock into this year um but he's just he's so good man all right well i'm gonna segue that into my number four pick which going back almost to the west to the central i have not said anybody from the east yet and it's gonna no i have never mind i correct myself uh so yeah yeah Damn it. Oh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, you said Alonso. <laughs> but um wait, Pete Alonso traded to the Yankees 2021 oh, confirmed? Jeff Passon. <laughs> Jeff Passon confirmed. <laughs> oh, I love Jeff Passon. <laughs> oh, I love Jeff Passon too. All right, who's your number four? Uh I'm gonna overrate somebody at number three. So I'm going no, to have to underrate four. somebody at number four. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Paul Goldschmidt is my number four pick. And he's one of the very few list of first basemen this year that actually hit for 300 average, which I don't necessarily look at average. But he also walked at an insane clip and hit for a good solid amount of pop, giving him an 830. 883 OPS and a 417 on base, which is very, very solid. Just like Rizzo, incredibly consistent, has driven in more than 120 runs twice and hit for a ton of home runs, about to reach 250 on his career. Uh, is he a Hall of Famer? He's close. Perhaps. He's close. He's I mean, close, he is yeah. only 33. Yep. And people are talking about Who how much of a down four? year he had in 2019. He didn't have a bad year. He just, he proved all those, you know, dumb people wrong. They're like, oh, no, Goldie's falling off. Yeah, a bit. he had an A21 OPS. It's like, oh, the, what yeah. is it? Um, Chase Field effect or, like, oh, Hitter Park. Like, the Chase effect. Like yeah, the Chase effect. Um, that's your number four. So my number four, this will make you happy. I got Anthony Rizzo at number four. I'm not going to comment too much on him just because we talked about him a bunch earlier, but yeah, my number four, Anthony Rizzo. Who's your number three? Get the music playing. There we go. Linky pokey Luke boy, baby. Third best baseman in 
MLB history. Dude, I really hope destroyed this doesn't get, the ball last year. I really hope this doesn't get copywritten. Oh my, that would be bad. <laughs> hopefully we're That'd small. Be hopefully we're oh small God. enough to not. I, I only played like five seconds, just literally just making sure. Yeah. That nothing happens. Yeah. We gotta like put be in the careful. description. We gotta link the, the Yankees song. and Mets, Mets song. channel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, little known fact about Luke Voigt. Did you know that he actually led the league in home runs last year? Yep. And also, <laughs> I know, quite shocking. And he also what are you, 21, had right? 21? OPS 22. 22, okay. He also had an OPS very close to 900. So, you know, the defense is severely lacking, as most first basemen do. Yeah, but he cares? drove in 52 runs in 60 games. Yeah, exactly. Not even. He drove in 50 runs in 56 games. How about that? That's Ooh. only that's very close to Jose Abreu level. Very nice. Who do you got for your number three? Number three, I got Jose Abreu, the MVP of the American League. Now, you may have thought that DJ was snubbed of the MVP last year. But <laughs> Jose Abreu won the MVP. Yes, he was. And had a phenomenal year last year. Now, the thing about Jose Abreu has always been he can hit, and but he's bad defensively. Well, the dude literally just like randomly learned how to field last year. And well, what, how many? Yeah, what was that was DRS? crazy. Didn't he have some crazy uh, like. High I think DRS. It was five. Yeah, like five for a first base. Three or was five. So 987 OPS, 370 on base percentage, 317 average. He's kind of the leader of that team. He's been there for a little while. He's 33 years old and just had the best year of his career. Um, and because that, you know, everyone's saying, oh, he's kind of a DH now, because that defense, you know, and that MVP, I don't think you could bring him outside of that top three. Um, the only reason mm-hmm. I have the guy higher, the one guy higher than him that you might disagree with is just because he's done it for so long and has been so consistent. And not saying Abreu's been consistent, yeah. the definition of consistency. But um, here, did I go through all the stats? Oh, yeah, I went through all the stats. And um, uh, 60 RBIs, 19 home runs, which is phenomenal, and 240 at-bats. Um, so I think that's why he, you know, I think that's why... DJ LeMahieu was snubbed so of the MVP last year because of his power, and DJ LeMahieu didn't have as much. But um, yeah, Jose Abreu, number three. Who's your number two? I'm guessing that he's your number two. He is my number two. How did you know? Process of elimination. Uh, damn, you should get into cards or something. Get into the <laughs> poker count cards or whatever it is. Man, maybe. Betting man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a sly, maybe. Um, I want to focus on his 617 slugging percentage. Oh, that is incredible. Nasty. Yeah, that is MVP level right there. I said it myself. I still think DJ was better. But DJ I mean, that's really is good. quite possibly and the greatest player in baseball history. <laughs> yeah, what you were saying. And I, and I, I stand by that word for word. And, you know, so <laughs> number two, Jose Abreu, <laughs> number one, DJ LeMayhew. How about if you? If he plays first base, he's, he's up near the top. But 
Uh, number two for me is Paul Goldschmidt. We kind of talked about him. The only reason I'm putting him higher as Jose Abreu, done it for a bit longer, and he's more well-rounded of a player. He also steals bases, which is like unheard of for first baseman. Yeah. He's won gold gloves. He's won silver sluggers. Um, he just, he's been such a good player for so long. He's been so underrated for so long too. Um, and oh, for sure, you know, I wouldn't say the Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks definitely miss him. They got some good pieces back in that trade, but, um, what he did with Arizona and what he's been doing. Nobody with St. Louis did shit in recently. Arizona. Yeah. Um, what mm-hmm. he's been doing recently with St. Louis is uh, he's just such a good player. And number one. It's pretty obvious both of us have him uh, number one. He might be the greatest player of Yadier all time. Yadier Molina. No, hang, on. Hang, hang on, I'm getting the intro. He might be the greatest player Don't, of all okay. time. And I believe 2018 in the playoffs, he hit a home run. You know who I'm talking about. <gasps> no way. Greg Bird, baby! Woo! Woo! No, nah, I'm just fucking to you. It's, uh, it's uh, Freddie Freeman. Obviously, Atlanta Braves first baseman. Wait. What? You sure? It's, he it's had a comeback. He might have. He was. He was my number two for comeback player of the year with the Rangers. Insane, insane hitting at the alternate site. It was <laughs> a showing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that reminds me of the freaking. There's so many memes about the New York Jets being elite in practice because our moron coach, who reportedly is going to be getting fired uh, after this next game, uh, he always says, "Oh, the guys, you know, played really well in practice. We play really hard in practice. We just the results don't come to the field." So hearing someone say that he had a great numbers at the alternate site is just gold to me. But uh, <laughs> I guess we'll we'll talk about baseball now. We're going to talk about Freddie Freeman and his phenomenal year he had last year. Now, surprisingly, not anything amazing against the Mets, but we 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 tend to beat him the sh- beat him in the shift, which is like the most unfreddie Freeman thing ever. But uh one thousand one hundred and two OPS phenomenal career eight ninety two OPS. He's been one of the most consistent players in baseball for a while. I used to hate his swing. Now mm-hmm. I love it. Um, and he hits he hits for pop Whoa, what's too. What's hateable about it? I don't know. I thought it was so weird and stiff, but I love it. You know, he hits for decent pop, thirteen yeah. home runs last year. Three forty one average is phenomenal. Four sixty two on base percentage. Wow. Just, just wow. that's literally almost half. You're getting on base almost half the time, which is literally yeah. un, unbelievable. That's almost flip a coin. Yeah, seriously, it's unbelievable. Um, I think he's, you know, as much as as good as Ronald Acuna is, I think Freddie Freeman's the best player on the Braves. We both do. If you guys watched one of our last yeah. videos of the best player at um from every team. So yeah, Freddie Freeman's just such a good player, man. And my number one, and I'm guessing your number one. Oh, of course. There's no debate about it. Uh an eleven hundred OPS is hard to combat. Especially that on base a... percentage is just silly good. Yeah, that's Juan Soto caliber. Yeah. So and he, la- he also hit a triple. So oh, <laughs> I, I just want to point that out because he's hey. got no wheels. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that play of him in spring training when he was like when he was mic'd up and he was like, "Hey, there's, oh, there's, there's wind, wind there's boys, wind. There's, there's wind boys," and then he just he scored because he knew they were gonna drop that. That I love that dude. Yeah, that's just baseball IQ all day. Mm-hmm. So. Any last words about these first basemen? Nah. 
Uh, that's all I got. I mean, I was didn't necessarily consider Max Muncy a first baseman. I don't even know what I would consider him, to be completely honest. Uh, so that's why he was not in my rankings. Is he, he like your number 11 honorable mention? Uh, no, if I went back, I would definitely not put Carlos Santana on this list. I'm sorry. You're not as good as Max Muncy. Yeah, Santana was like my number 12 almost. Yeah, yeah. That's a good spot for him. Wait, so who did who, who did I have that you didn't have? Oh, so um, I had, you didn't have Dom Smith, which you're an idiot. Like, yeah, that was... So Dom Smith, man. Come on. Just kidding. You're not an idiot, man. I just had to throw Demonetized. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, we don't make money on this anyways, so... Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, so I had Dom Smith and Max Muncy. You had Carlos Santana and Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt would be around like 11 for me. Barely made the list. So, yeah. yeah. So, last words from me. This list will look a whole lot different yesterday. Which, by the way, dude, I've seen, seen these lists of like uh, like the top 10 players at each position in like 2025. And like the, got, the top five on this list are all gone. It's like, you guys think these guys are really going to fall off a cliff like that? Like, they're, like, just putting all the top prospects. I'm like, you can literally just make a list of top 10 prospects and young first basemen in the league. It's like, I don't get it. But anyways, next yeah, year, this uh, list. I wouldn't say Obreu and maybe Freeman won't be up there. Goldie. I mean, definitely not Bell. Oh, no. What is, how old is he now? He's 33. I mean, but you could definitely make the case that Alonzo, uh, maybe even Lukey Pookie will – still be here around that time. Oh, for sure. Like, I just think it's I crazy to see some of these list. guys fall off. Yeah. Like, some of these lists mm-hmm. I've been seeing, like, in 2025, which, like, it's, it's a cool, you know, it's cool concept. to project that. It's a cool concept to project that. But my last word is that next year, the list will look a bit something different. Number two will be Dom Smith. Number one, oh, Pete Alonzo, MVP, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to clip one of those, the Pete Alonzo MVP. But, um, oh, for sure. Yeah. I actually have one more thing to say as well. Yeah. I'm hopping on the bandwagon. Pete Alonzo MVP 2021. Hey, baby. Let's go, baby. Woo. Woo. I guess we could say uh, we'll be nice and say Luke Voigt. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think Luke Voigt's going to win. Hey, hey, who is your MVP? Actually, we're going to do that later in the year. But Jesus. Throw, throw me an MVP, potential MVP candidate for next year. I want to say DJ, but he, I can't say DJ. I mean, because he hasn't signed. Yeah. Well, are we including Trout or are we not including Trout? I think we're this should including. just be a fun name. Yeah, someone fun. Um. Well, what's yours? Because you've obviously thought about this already. So, Pete Alonzo. Actually, no. Here, let me let me think. I I actually haven't. I just it just came to me. So wait, say yours. Okay. All right. Uh. I'm going Jacob DeGrom. Ooh. Now, I actually think he might MVP. have – I literally – I was thinking that state. He might have, like, a historically, like, maybe the best pitching season of all time. I know that's crazy to say, but here's the thing. 2018, he had the numbers. Last year, he was started throwing triple digits. Like, he was throwing every – literally every fastball he threw was 100 miles an hour. His slider was 92. His changeup was, like, 90. He hit 95 on the slider. Oh, a yeah. 95 mile an hour slider. Yeah. That's, that's like that's a like a manual class year, A average cutters. 93. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but actually I got a I got an MVP candidate for you. You want to hear? You want you want me to tell you? All right. 
3-2, Brasso sends one in the left field. Gardner going back, and it is up and gone! I just had to wait for the uh, the video to load. That's why I was stalling. But uh, we're not giving. I'm not giving away my MVP prediction too fast. Um, we'll get to that towards the beginning of the season. If we have a season, we better have a season. A little technical difficulty there. I thought Ben left because I played the Mike Brasso home run for my MVP pick. Um, oh, oh, I just kind of like slammed myself into the ground. <laughs> so I, I was literally like, where the hell did Ben go? Did he like run away or something? But I can't do the outro without Ben. So um, <laughs> I've returned from the wilderness. Yeah. So those are, that's the episode for today. Any, any last words? Uh, Luke Voy MVP AL 2021. Hey. There we go, baby. It's not, it's not upbeat up like the Mets one, so you don't get as fired up, you know? I think it's more classy, though. I like it more, Here. to be completely honest. Hold up. I'll, I'll change that for you. It screams New York. Of course it does. <laughs> Here we yeah, go. Yeah. Here, I got you. Oh wait, never mind. I tried setting it to different tempo. Never mind. But um, I'll figure that out. But um, anyways, guys, that was that's, nice and chill. Yeah, that's the episode for today. Thank you guys for watching. Five eight five six two four nine three one. We really want to do another voicemail segment, so get those in. My buddy actually hit me up. Some of his friends who like baseball wanted to call in, so hopefully they get on. Um, just please, if you, we want you guys to get involved, we want you guys to enjoy the you know, enjoy and participate. So please call into the show uh, and check out our Instagram, 585-622-4931. No, no, big.apple.baseball.banner. Why am I saying the phone number for the damn Instagram? But uh, um, anyways, guys, that's the episode for today. Hot stove's heating up. We got a lot to talk about. Second base next week for the player ranking series. And we, will, Ben, any last words? Uh, no, sorry. All right, we'll see you guys next Other time. Other than track, walk, see ya.